0: Candace and you're listening to Music for Cupcakes, a podcast all about a bunch of songs that I wrote a long time ago. To Darren from Abby is a wedding song that I wrote in 2008 for one of my roommates at the time. This is one of my favorite songs I've written, not just because it's fun and catchy, but also because I love the backstory and the experience of recording it was one of my favorite memories from my time living in South Florida. Abby is still a good friend that we try to see every time we visit Seattle, even though it's always chaotic because we both have a bunch of kids now. This was one of two wedding songs I've written so far. The other one was for my own wedding, which I'll eventually do an episode on. And I think this song was the first project to really elevate my songwriting from cutesy breakup anthems to more significant subject matter. It's not a perfect song and there's actually some stuff that I'm like not the biggest fan of, which I'll get to you later. But overall it's a fun, feel-good song, and it brightens my day whenever I listen to it.
1: It's not much but hopefully you will say what you mean to me. You're always a part of me now. You'll always be there for me somehow.
0: I'm so excited about this episode. Back when I was brainstorming ideas for my songwriting podcast, this song was one of the top songs I couldn't wait to revisit and explore. Plus, Abby herself was kind enough to sit down for a little interview on the phone all the way from Seattle. So throughout this episode, you'll get to hear her talk about what she remembers about her experience with the song. When I first began writing songs, Not only was I excited about them, but my two roommates at the time, Abby and Lori, were extremely supportive about my new obsession. They were so enthusiastic about hearing my demos, song clips, song ideas, lyrics, funny little random inside jokes I would put in my songs. I mean, I was probably pretty annoying, always bringing out my laptop in between episodes of like, America's next top model and being like do you guys want to listen to the song about the lemon drink? They serve at the cafeteria, but they were both such good sports about it and so encouraging and that meant a lot to me Around the time I began my songwriting journey in 2008 my roommate Abby had recently gotten engaged to Darren who lived in Seattle, Washington it was a long distance relationship and probably just about the furthest you could live from someone in the contiguous United States, from the southern tip of Florida to the upper Pacific Northwest. It was really hard on both of them to spend their engagement periods so far apart. So one night, Abby came to my room and was like, Darren and I just had a fight and I really want to do something for him to show him how much he means to me. So she asked me if I could try to write a song about them.
2: I don't remember like specifically how it came about, but I like loved listening to your songs. I was like your number one super fan. And so I, I remember just being like, how cool would this be if she could do this? Because you wrote about everything, like everything that happened in life, you would just like turn into like lyrics. And so I was like, I bet you could do the same thing for me and I could make this like a really cool song for Darren. So I don't remember how it all happened, but I do remember being really excited like thinking you could maybe help me out to do something fun for him.
0: I was honored when Abby asked me to write a song for her. But at the time, I'd only written about seven songs. And the majority of them were about like the same ex-boyfriend. And they were all recorded on my laptop with zero professional equipment. So it all sounded terrible. I wasn't even sure I could write more than those seven songs. So I was kind of like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. It wasn't like I was this established songwriter that she was hiring to commission a pop song to be professionally recorded and presented at the altar for her wedding as a surprise for the groom. But that's exactly what happened.
2: Honestly, I, I kind of first thought it would just be kind of like a gimmicky thing that I would just like play for him, like for fun. But then, like, as it kind of progressed, like, I was like, oh, I actually really love this. Like, this sounds really awesome. And I was like, this is, like, really, like, me and Darren. Like, this is us and, like, all the steps of of our life um, up to that point. I didn't anticipate originally, like, playing it live in our wedding. But then it just, I felt like it just turned out so perfect that I was like, let's do it. Why not?
0: After Abby asked me to write the song, I asked her to give me like a starting point. Like, what do you want the song to be about? What do you want to say? And she wrote out a short poem, which she wasn't super excited about.
2: I remember you telling me like to give you something like to go off of and I was like Ugh, like what um, and I had so much anxiety around that like I was like I can't think of anything to write like I don't know like you're like this is your love story I'm like it is oh shoot that's right so um, I remember being really like apprehensive and like struggling for words and I remember what I gave you was like probably not super detailed And you, like, just took this, like, very, very basic, you know, idea and, like, flushed it out and just turned it into something so awesome.
0: I wish I still had the poem somewhere, but I can't find it. It did give me a better understanding of what the song should be about. And ultimately, I only took one part of it for the bridge. The line was something like, you pick me up and whirl me around and say you're my Abby. Or something like that and that was the only real part of the poem that made it into the song. But I knew their backstory and I knew her well enough to know how she felt and what she wanted to say and then I just started playing around with chords and notes and words. The song's chords actually came from a Damien Rice song that I was obsessed with back in college called The Blower's Daughter. When I was learning to read guitar tabs and teaching myself chords, I would look up songs that I liked and I would just teach myself whatever chords were the easiest for my small hands. And then I would kind of store them away to maybe use in future songs. And I loved the chords in the verse. It starts out in E. And then you keep your fingers in the same position and move up the frets to this. And then you move up again. And then back down and then down. To be clear, these aren't like groundbreaking chords or anything. They're your run-of-the-mill rock and roll chords, but I love how they feel in your hands like and how you don't have to change your fingers at all. You just move them up and down. It's pretty cool. So when I was brainstorming chords to use for Abby's song, I was like, Hey, I haven't used those Damien Rice chords yet, I wonder if I can make something out of those. So I wrote the chorus first. And I remember thinking, like, this is too catchy to be original. I'm terrified of plagiarism, which I think is unfortunately inevitable in songwriting. Like, there are only so many notes in the Western scale of music, and only so many chords, and even the English language itself has like a very limited vocabulary. So like it's it's scary to write a song and try to make sure it doesn't sound like what's currently on the radio or anything that's been on the radio for the past like 100 years. Anyway, after I came up with the chorus, I played it for my other roommate, Lori. And I was like, does this sound like anything you've heard before? And she said no, and I also asked a few other friends if they'd heard anything similar to this before, and they all said no, too. So that gave me the confidence to progress with the song. And then I came up with the melody for a verse. To be honest, the melody for the verse is pretty boring. It's more like filler to get to the more catchy chorus. At the recording studio where I interned, a bunch of us were sitting outside one night, hanging out, passing a guitar around, very cliche. And I was like, hey guys, wanna listen to a wedding song I'm writing for my roommate? So I played a little bit for them. And my boss, Adam, he was like, the verse is way too repetitive. You should try a variation during one of the stanzas. When I first wrote it, all the stanzas were pretty much the same. He suggested this for the third stanza and it was good advice so i took it if this were a professional song and i was like earning money for it i'd probably have to give him partial songwriting credit i think that's how it works so thank you adam he was also trying to work on the chorus he was like Uh, this sounds more like a pre-chorus, but the more he worked on it, the more he was like, you know what? Nah, don't change a thing, honey. It's a good song. And that felt really good, having the approval of an actual songwriter. The lyrics for the song came pretty easily. Most of it was simple and basic and honestly kind of cheesy, but in a good way. It goes... I don't always have the right words to say, even though you're on my mind 24 hours a day. I want you to know how much I can't live without you. This is the very least that I can do. God had it all planned out with friendship from the start, and now that we've fallen in love, it's till death do us part. Here's a song to show the world I'm in love with the man of my dreams. It's not much, but hopefully it'll say what you mean to me. You're always a part of me now. You'll always be there for me somehow." So it's pretty universal, and most of that could work for almost anyone's wedding song. However, the second verse is very specific about the story behind their relationship. Our friends saw what we were the last ones to know. It took us long, hard months and a move to the opposite coasts. Finally, our love was something everyone could see especially when I tackled you over as you got down on one knee. That's a true story, by the way. I was there for their engagement where Darren surprised her by flying all the way from Washington to Florida for her birthday and surprising her after a big dinner. And when she saw him, she was so surprised that she literally tackled him to the floor. And I think his head was bleeding, but he was okay. Um, And we have photos to prove it, so... Fun story. (laughs) The bridge, as I mentioned before, was inspired by the poem that Abby had written. You comfort me when I'm feeling sad, rejoice with me when I'm happy. You pick me up when I'm feeling down, you laugh when I'm just being Abby. Pretty cute, huh? Melodically, it's not my finest work. It's not like super catchy, and it doesn't really make sense with the rest of the song, but it's fine, I guess. There's a lyric at the end that I really like. It's a spin on the chorus. The original chorus goes, You're always a part of me now, you'll always be there for me somehow. But the final chorus goes, I'm always a part of you now, I'll always be there for you somehow. I'll love you forever from this day on, I vow. And I really like how it's like a reciprocation that both of them are putting in the work and investing themselves in the relationship. And I think that's really important. After I wrote it, I recorded a demo that I could show her. It wasn't the most subtle recording. I put in some organ at the beginning because I was like, it's a wedding song, put an organ in it. But now it just sounds like outtakes from Hans Zimmer's Interstellar soundtrack. Love Hans Zimmer, amazing music score. But there are some parts of it that sounded like you know, someone fell asleep on the keys of an organ and turned the volume up. <laughs> so that's like all I can hear right now. I don't always have the right to say. It turned out way more rock and roll you than it should have been. What you're hearing here isn't an electric guitar. It's actually an acoustic guitar put through an electric guitar filter on GarageBand. It's funny, I eventually got myself an electric guitar about a year later, but when I tried recording other songs with it, it just didn't sound as good or as clean as the acoustic with the electric filter. should the star now that we I really love the harmonies coming up even though they were probably a little too high for me
1: here's a song to show the world that we love with them.
0: Opening chord progression doubles as the bridge of the song. So here's the intro. And here's the bridge. I really wanted to write a song that used the bridge as the intro, and I was like obsessed with that concept. Apparently a lot of metal songs do that, according to my partner, who's a big metal fan. It's a cool structure, but I'm not sure it really worked in this song. Honestly, it's probably one of the things I'd change about it if I were to rewrite it today. It just takes too long for the song to begin. I guess the reason why I kept it in the final version was because I was hoping we could do a lyric slideshow with the song at the wedding, and the long instrumental parts would have been perfect for photos and title cards, but that didn't happen. So there was a lot of awkward standing around during the instrumental parts when they played the song at the wedding. However, a few years ago it was Abby and Darren's 10th anniversary and I made them a slideshow with photos from the past 10 years, and this song was perfect for exactly those reasons. I was able to fit photos in like a narrative structure, and I added some title cards that explained their backstory, and it worked really well with the song. So it all turned out great in the end. I'm always a After I was done with the demo, I played it for Abby, and she liked it. Abby didn't really intend for it to be anything but a song that existed, but it turned out so well that we played it for our roommate, and then Abby's friends, and then our coworkers at the school we taught at. And because I was interning at a recording studio, and I had access to professional equipment, everyone was like, You guys should do this for real, like with a real engineer and instruments. And it just made the most sense for Abby herself to sing it.
2: I think it kind of happened because I just was singing it all the time because I just loved it. And you were like, you could totally record this. Um, And first I'm like, "Uh, yeah, that's a hard pass for that. But then like the more I thought of it, I was like, well, how cool would it be if I actually sang it? and so, and then, so I'd practice and I was feeling really confident, but I don't know if you remember, like the week, um, we were going to do or like the two days, like before I had this really terrible cold, which I was so frustrated by. Cause I'd really been like trying to, you know, give it my best. And so even when we recorded it, I remember, I mean, I already have a pretty raspy kind of hoarse voice as it is. And so then throw a cold on top of it. It was a little bit rough. So I was so bummed about that part. Um, But yeah, like I I was very nervous and apprehensive, but I was kind of excited too. Like I was like, oh, this is, you know, this will be kind of a fun, a fun thing to do.
0: I have to say major props to Abby for being willing to sing it. Not only because singing is such a personal and vulnerable thing for anyone to do, but this is not the easiest song to sing the pre-chorus is a little bit tricky and then the chorus it jumps around quite a bit which makes it hard to land on pitch we did use a little bit of autotune here and there but she did a really good job
2: i remember feeling like such a big deal and it was just such a cool experience and, and being able to like sing it and then hear it right back which is a little intimidating because i'm like oh do i sound like that um and, you know, having the music. It was just, yeah, it was it was seriously a really fun experience. I absolutely loved it.
0: She drew the line at singing the background vocals because they were a bit high. So I sang them instead. I remember she had a hard time recording the ending. So the original ending went like this. Love with the man of my dreams. And it was really hard for her to like get the notes right for some reason. And we tried recording it for a while. And finally, I, I just went to the bathroom just for a little break. And when I came back, they had recorded it perfectly. They changed a little bit of the notes. So it sounded like this. Love with the man of my dreams. But it was perfect. And we were so happy with the ending.
1: Here's a song to show the world I'm in love with the
0: man of my dreams. And fun fact, when she was in the vocal booth, I also asked her to help me record those little cheerleader shouts for my song, I Am More. more So that was a really fun and productive day. We made the instrumentation a little more appropriate for a wedding. This time it was piano-based, and the piano part mirrored the string part, which I had developed after I wrote the demo. The strings are one of my favorite parts of the song. In many of my songs, I try to incorporate some kind of, like, sweeping soundtrack score because I've always been a big fan of epic movie soundtracks. I had actually written this part for another song and not one of my own. So, the secretary at the school we worked at, one of her kids was around our age, early 20s, and he was an up-and-coming Christian contemporary music artist. He was a worship leader, but he was also a singer-songwriter with a few EPs. And when my school secretary heard that I was writing songs and recording on my laptop, she was like, Oh, my son does that. He should come over when his band rehearses and, you know, jam. And I think my roommates and I also went to dinner at their house at one point, and I met the son, and yeah, he invited me to his band practice that weekend. I'm trying to remember if I actually enjoyed it. Like, I have a musical background, but I've never been good at improv, so I'm not sure if I was any good. Actually, I know I wasn't any good, but I'm trying to remember if I had fun. I think I liked the experience, like jamming with basically a bunch of guys. I actually felt inspired that night, and I went home and worked on some of the songs and I wrote some real parts, including this string part and they never asked me back again, or even really acknowledged that I had jammed with them. I know I'm not a great improv kind of musician, but I also think I wasn't what they were looking for like in a religious, like wholesome sense. <laughs> anyway, it was a fun experience and I got a good string part out of it, and honestly it, it fit the song much better. But it's funny, I had almost forgotten about that story until I was taking notes for this episode. The strings just kind of gave it a beautiful, sweeping feeling, and I remember hearing them in the mix with Abby's voice for the first time in the studio, and it just gave me chills.
1: God had it all planned. Out.
0: I was obsessed with working on this song, and every day I would think of something new to include, like a new bell part here, a new percussion fill there, an adjustment to the harmonies here, and every weekend I would go into the studio with the producer and we'd spend hours working on the song. I loved bringing home drafts for Abby to hear, and we were so excited. We pretty much played it for anyone who would listen. I think Darren was like the last person in the world to hear the song before the wedding. I even remember being extra careful like when I was driving because I wanted to survive long enough for the song to get finished and played at that wedding. Like I'm always a careful driver, but I remember just being more aware of my mortality during that time. I know it's super dramatic, but that's how I felt. We got the song finished before the wedding, and I remember being so nervous during the ceremony. When it came time for the song to play, they put the lyrics up on the screen, and I was just shaking the whole time the song was playing. I didn't think about it then, but it was the first time one of my songs had been premiered in front of an audience of people, which was so cool. Anyway, like I said, it's not a perfect song, but the experience of writing it and recording it and having it played in front of an audience, it was such a happy and a powerful memory for me. I will always be grateful to Abby for the opportunity to put her love story into a song. I had a chance to ask Abby how the song holds up 12 years later, and this is what she said.
2: I think even more now we, like, appreciate it, if that makes sense. Um, And I think about how crazy it is because I'm like, oh, my goodness. I didn't even know at that time, you know, the chorus of the song was, like, um, I found the man of my dreams. And I'm thinking how much more now I feel like that's true, like, after 12 years of marriage, how blessed I am and how really, truly, like, I really didn't know how much he was the man of my dreams, but he, like, spot on is. And so, yeah, I think it has more meaning even now. Like looking down the road,
0: I also asked her if there was anything else she wanted to say about the song and her experience recording it.
2: I've always loved all thing Candice, and all. Thing, I mean, you you have always been so authentically you, and such a unique and like different way of just always finding what your passions are not following the mainstream and doing what like like literally lights up your life and what a talent that you have like I know you've taken your passions and and gone in different directions whether it be you know art or music Um, and I know you write all of your own music still for your own videos and things like that but I just think like that is such a talent that you don't really I mean you don't you'll never know how much like I appreciate that and we appreciate that. And just like what a gift that will be for your own kids and for your own family. I mean, that is something, being able to take like thoughts and like turning them into a song is a huge gift. And I think that you should always be doing that because it is really special. And I'm forever grateful and I love you and I love you for that.
0: That makes me so incredibly happy to hear. And it's moments like this that make my songwriting journey so totally worth it. I should add that my friendship with Abby played a huge part in how I ended up meeting Ben and how my life completely shifted in the best way. So in a very indirect way, this song also reminds me of how far I've come and how far Abby has come since our crazy whirlwind year in South Florida. And I'm so happy that, you know, 12, 13 years later, we're both still reminiscing about the song and that we both had such great memories from our time recording and writing it. And this is something that I will always treasure forever. So thank you, Abby, for the interview, for your lovely thoughts and reflections, and for your friendship and love. To wrap things up, here's the full version of To Darren from Abby.
1: She you mean to Not much, but hopefully. You-
0: Man of my dreams. You can check out this song and some of my other tracks on SoundCloud.com slash CupcakeCandice. If you like this episode, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.